0: Hey, how's it going? You guys have a good mother's day? You spend it with your moms. Hopefully you did. Unless like your mom's dead or something. In which case you should still at least like take flowers to the grave or something like that. Uh that's probably the appropriate time to do it, right? Er no, that's that's not when you want to do it, because there's tons of moms in graveyards, right? And that's the popular time to do it. You 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 should probably if you really cared about your dead mom, you would deliver the flowers on a different day where you could both be together in peace, like, you know, two weeks after Mother's Day, you know, when all the, you know, weekend warriors of loving their dead moms come out and they're all gone, uh, and now you're the only one there spending time with your mom. So that's good, right? Right? Oh, that was a downer. started off like, I hope your moms aren't dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, how have you been? I've been all right. I have been so fucking busy recently with both work and uh, family stuff that I haven't had time to do anything. I thought I was going to have so much free time this past weekend, or not so much free time, but I thought that I'd have enough time to record a fucking hour-long podcast uh, at some point the end of last week or this past weekend. Uh, but Melissa's mom came in town, and so it was pretty much a whole weekend of you know showing them around St. Louis. Not showing Melissa around St. Louis. She knows St. Louis. So uh, they both went to the zoo. They went to uh, the history museum, the art museum, Uh, there's a really nice uh, park here called Forest Park that's really, really big, uh, in the nicer part of the city, and it's just got a bunch of free shit that you can do there, like, going to these museums. The zoo, the zoo is fucking dope. I love going to the zoo. The monkey house, like, I would get excited as a child to go, because I don't know if you guys have good zoos. Like, I assumed everywhere had a pretty decent zoo until I moved out of St. Louis and went to, you know, not went to, but saw other zoos, and I'm like, God, this is a piss-poor excuse for a zoo. It's like trying to... You know, go back to a boob tube, portable TV, tiny little thing with a VCR on the front after you've been watching, you know, 4K projection. Is 4K projection a thing? Whatever. Whatever. It's close enough. You, you get the point. Um, but anyway, uh, we also went to a cards game, St. Louis Cardinals baseball team. For those of you across the pond, hello, gov. Um, that didn't it make sense contextually, but um, that was fun. I didn't think I would have as much fun watching the baseball as I did, but... Um, I think maybe I I still have a really hard time sitting still for long periods of time, but I I think I'm better at it than I was as a kid because as a kid, just sitting through, like, a couple innings, I still remember, like, oh, my God. Like, like I was looking at the innings like it was school sometimes where, you know, and that, that was only if you went to, like, you got dragged along to a cards game while your parents and, like, if your parents were on a double date or something and you were just the one kid that got brought along, it sucked dick. But if they had a bunch of kids, too, it was fun because it was more about the environment. It's baseball. You know, maybe you catch a ball, maybe not, whatever. It's just kind of fun to be there and eat hot dogs that cost 10 bucks. Uh, But you're a child, so you have no concept of expensive hot dogs. And, you know, pig anuses packed into those weird little canisters. Uh, but, yeah, super fucking busy. And so it, it ended up working out insofar as... Uh, uh i I do need just by the way of my work schedule now wednesday is working better for me and so i'm gonna end up uploading on wednesday now for uh well not this time because it's been it's overdue and so i figure fuck it like upload this one on tuesday but next wednesday i'll do it um that's that's probably better for my schedule Uh, not probably definitely is with the new change um anywho how are you guys doing I already asked that, but I don't feel like I got a response. I feel like you guys heard me ask the first time and you thought I was doing it to be courteous. Leave a comment. Let me know how your Mother's Day weekend went. Did it go poorly? I, If I'm being honest, I don't want to see comments as much of like, yeah, me and my mom got ice cream and we love each other so much. I want to hear the stories of what went wrong, you know? Drama. Maybe you said something kind of passive-aggressive or she said something kind of passive-aggressive on accident and you started a whole, you know, tidal wave of turmoil, huh? That's that's bound to happen eventually with moms. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Anyway, hope you had a good Mother's Day. And uh, I didn't want to talk about the NHL playoffs this early in the show because I know I'm going to talk about it for a while. And I'm sorry if you're not a hockey fan, but for the next little while, at least until the playoffs are over, I'm going to be talking about it quite a bit. Um, at this point, it's 3-3, three to three, Dallas to St. Louis in uh, the second round of the playoffs. So we were up 3-2. to two and then we lost at home last night after i went i went to the game we were all at the game myself melissa and her mom it was awesome to be there it was so it's just alive there's so much fucking energy and music and the <clears throat> and they like project stuff on the ice and it's so neat it's a lot of fun um we played an we outshot them fucking 37 to 14 and we still lost 3 to 2 because our all-star goalie who's been playing great played like dog shit in the beginning of the game. Granted, our defense didn't give him much help at all, but that just seems to be par for the course for the fucking Blues. Like, all they had to do was win this game to move on to the next series, and of course, of fucking course, they can't pull the trigger and finish. They can never pull the trigger and finish. I'm so fucking tired of all of my friends thinking I'm being overly pessimistic when I'm just being realistic, you know? I said game five when we lost that, I said... Or not game five, game four. I said when we lost that, I'm like, oh shit, like that's a big momentum swing in this uh, this series, and I was right. It was overall a momentum swing in favor of Dallas. Uh, it's just so fucking enraging to see a team that's so good just not give a shit for the first ten minutes of the game, give up three goals on seven shots, and then completely turn the game around to be like, okay, now we got to start trying, and they dominated the rest of the game. The Blues dominated the stars from the the what second period on a full 40 minutes of them getting butt fucked not having they had two they had seven more shots the remainder of the fucking game we had you know we outshot them tremendously and their goalie played excellent so kudos to letting in there but god damn it if it isn't fucking enraged and it it also pisses me off i know there are some stars fans out there who you know you, maybe you're a huge fan maybe you've been a big fan for a while but at the end of the day like i have this bitterness and anger of like you don't fucking deserve it, you know, like you don't you don't give a shit. None of you really care that much, do you? Maybe a couple dozen huge stars fans, but for the most part, it's like oh, football. You know, we love college football. We love regular the the Cowboys. That's the one uh, true god there in Texas. Like nobody gives a fuck. Like this is their their backup sport, you know. And I guess you could still say, like, yeah, St. Louis does overall care way more about the Cardinals than the Blues, but it's not a backup sport, you know? Even when the Blues suck, people really give a fuck and they come to the games. It, with the Stars, when they suck, nobody could care any less, you know? Like, it's ah, it's so... And it's not... this. I know 100... What the fuck was that noise? Who knows? Anyway, I know it's totally unfair. Totally unfair. But that's just my emotions talking, you know? I know it's not rational, but... And I know everybody always thinks they deserve it more, but... Good fucking God, make a case for a team that deserves the fucking Stanley Cup more than the St. Louis Blues, you know? And I know, oh, you know, no team deserves a cup. They have to earn it. No fucking shit, you jackass. I'm saying what team, it's a, like, what goes around comes around, and it's been going around for a long fucking time for the Blues, and it is yet to come, you know? We haven't had anything come in 50 years. We've been blue balled, blues balled for half a century, you know? It's ridiculous. The Tampa Bay Lightning have a Stanley Cup. The Carolina Hurricanes have a Stanley Cup. The Saint. Oh, my God. It's just infuriating that we can't fucking win this thing. And to watch this team year after year continue to do this to me. Oh, my God. I'm so aggravated by it. But I got to have faith for Game 7. I got to, you know. But I can't have too much faith. I have to. I, I'm, I'm going into it expecting that we lose. My prediction was that we're we lose... Uh, we're down 3-2 to two in the third. We pull the goalie, and pulling our, when we pull our goalie, it doesn't go very well at all for the most part, our conversion rate. Um, so basically, if you're not familiar with hockey, it's 5-on-5, five five and you have a goalie. Uh, late in the game, you can, or any time in the game, you can pull your goalie, leave your net wide open, and put an extra skater on the ice. Obviously, that's not advised in the first period or something, but if you're down by a goal, and it's do or die, you know, you may as well pull the goalie, because, if, if, you know, if they flip it down there and score anyway, like, you're going to lose either way, so you may as well give it a last-ditch attempt. So, basically, our conversion rate on pulling our goalie is abysmal. It is horrific. I Every time we pull our goalie, we get scored on, it seems like, because it just never fucking pans out. Um, but I'm predicting we're down 3-2 to two in the third, we pull the goalie, we get an excellent attempt Lettinen is going to be very hot in that game, though. It's going to be difficult to, to beat him, and I'm assuming that we're going to get scored on empty net, lose 4-2, to and I'm going to hate myself until the next episode of Game of Thrones, I guess. I guess that is one good thing. You know, Game of Thrones, same time as when the Blues get knocked out of the playoffs every year. Except usually I have to deal with, like, a full week of no Blues and no Game of Thrones because the Blues always lose before this. Uh, but this year I actually got taken all the way up to Game of Thrones. So, you know thank god for small miracles um anyway what else what else uh we visited the arch i showed melissa's mom the arch and that was uh what you would expect you you just stand there and you spend a couple minutes looking at this giant stainless steel arch and you go that's really neat D- do you want to go up in it and you go nah and then you leave <laughs> that's all that it is like i've never everyone knew who comes into st louis like like, seeing it, they'll be like, oh, that's really neat, because it is, it is a really cool, it's the biggest, uh, man-made monument in the, the country, you know, it's gigantic, so much bigger than, like, the Statue of Liberty or any of that shit, Washington Monument, those are bitch monuments, you know, that bitch dick Washington Monument couldn't, couldn't satisfy this giant arch vag, you know, why would I compare it like that, that's not flattering to either party, um, that's the situation in which which both people lose, a little dick and a big pussy, (laughs) Um, anyway, you know, just replace it with your own. That makes more sense. Um, but yeah, that, that's how it always is. You know, even my friends from Chicago, when I was in college would come in, hang out at my house, be like, Oh yeah, that arch, that, re- that thing's really neat. And I'd be like, Oh, you want to go up in it? And I'm always secretly hoping they say no, uh, because it really isn't fun. And they always go, eh. Nah, because they think that because I'm from there that I want to, like, show off the arch, but fucking no. All you can see from the top of the arch is if you look out one direction, you can see the city, and if you look out the other direction, you can see just uh, what looks like Mad... Like, about 30 years before Mad Max, you know? This is, like, the other side of the river, East St. Louis, where you can see from there. It's just... it It's squalor. It looks like a paintball course. Just, it, like, it, cheap buildings that are crumbling, there's a bunch of, we were driving down to the blues game last night, and there was so much fucking traffic trying to get down there, that, uh, where you usually just speed by a bunch of buildings down there, uh, we were in standstill traffic, and so I was looking at all the graffiti down there, and I see all these fucking pictures online of graffiti, and it's stuff like, uh, what the hell is that guy's name, the dude who's, like, really pretentious, and makes, like, trite, but overwhelmingly, mostly meaningless, like, like, he'll, like, paint a picture of, like, a dude that's headless holding, like, a coin with the queen's face and under it write, uh, who's the real head of state, or something like that. See, he? Like, that, even like that! That makes so little sense, but that's something that this... Banksy! Banksy is his name. That's something that fucker would do, you know, that pretentious douche. Maybe I don't even know anything about him, but it seems like he is, you know, those, those, like, you know, I'm not d- uh, vandalizing people's property, I'm, I'm beautifying things, uh, which is fine, you know, if you want to beautify, beautify, but don't be beautifying all over something that you don't own. That's not very polite, is it? No, it's not. Uh, Maybe if it's like a rundown piece of shit building, I can see it. At least maybe add a little like... Even in that case, though, I think that there should be graffiti artists that go around spreading uplifting messages. You know, you don't see that. You, You either see Banksy... Which is some dude who's so far up his own ass, he doesn't even remember why he started spray painting the side of railway trains or whatever the fuck, railway cars. Um, but, or it's someone like the, uh, the graffiti artist that we were driving by on the way to downtown St. Louis for the game last night. And not a single bit of artistic merit for the most part. Just scary things written about gangs and this dude named Tomer or something who apparently a lot of people are trying to kill. You know, it says right there like Tomer you're dead or gonna kill you Tomer or something like that. I don't know if that's the name of a gang or if Tomer is just like a really awful attendant at the closest 7-Eleven. But <laughs> Oh, you said this Slurpee was 69 cents. I said it was 89. Oh, damn you, Tomer. <laughs> uh that um uh that's probably not what it's about though. I would assume it's something gang related uh, they usually don't get in such a tiff over 20 cent differences at convenience stores, but, um, regardless, that it's just, I don't know, I don't like graffiti because that's the only kind I've been exposed to, you know, it's either that pretentious kind, which is definitely better than the scary vandalism kind, but I still don't like it, I'd still rather see nothing than that, you know, that should be a contest, people who make up, really elaborate goofy like new age art looking shit that is supposed to come off as really deep but actually is meaningless and go paint those around the city and see if people like start being like wow look at that like who would have thought that you know a bridge in twain separates the people's thoughts you know like that's a quote from fucking banksy you know uh, whatever, whatever. That, that didn't make any sense at all. And that's, that was actually too bad to even convince an idiot that it made something, made sense. Um, anyway, I, but we, we need uplift. If I had artistic talent at all, which I don't, I'm very, it, it's something that really bothers me about myself or it used to bother me about myself a lot when I was younger. Um, in all seriousness, it did my artistic, like being able to draw, being able to paint. Cause I, I was really into like trying to do it because I had a couple friends who, would, uh, what was the name of that program? I don't remember the name of the program, but it was some dude who helped kids draw. It wasn't Bob Ross, uh, with his sponges and stuff. It was something else where it was this guy who, uh, something, maybe lion, something lion. It was, it was a goofy show and it taught you how to draw. And I would go over to my friend's house and there were a couple friends and we keep in mind, we're like six years old and we'd sit there and the guy would basically be like, all right, kids, today we're going to draw a seal sitting on a ball at the circus And then he would go, all right, first thing we're going to do is we're going to draw a big line right here. And he'd draw a big line right there. And then we would all draw a big line as best we could on the paper. And then he'd go, we're going to put a a little circle right here. We're going to put a little circle. You're going to see where that becomes later. Uh, Then you put a little circle there. And in my head, like, I feel like I'm doing it right, you know? like step 4 I feel like I'm on pace glance over at my my buddy's paper I'm on pace you know step 5 uh, ah yeah, my line my line doesn't look as smooth as that my line no oh, kind of tapers off that, that's not good steps like 8 through 12 I'm just almost in tears as like a 5 or 6 year old because I don't have the fucking fine motor skills to do art the way I want to do art and I I oh I would try so hard to do cool drawings and it just looked like um like, it, it, the only way my drawings would be impressive is if someone told you that Coco, that gorilla, drew it, you know? Like, you could, not even a child. Like, even if you told someone, like, my three-year-old son drew this, you'd kind of be like, ah, well, you know, uh, tell him not to quit his day job. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I really hated not having artistic skill. I really hated not being able to whistle, too. I still can't whistle. <laughs> That's proof. Trust me. Um i don't really have a need to whistle ever uh there's i really hate the whole two finger in your mouth whistle because i feel like that's uh hearkening back to slave days you know that's actually why they would do that you know that's uh they would put two fingers in their mouth to whistle to signify the two tails the two-tailed whip classically used by uh american plantation owners uh you probably didn't know that i uh I'm pretty sure that's true. Saw it on a Snapple, Snapple bottle. Um, <laughs> it could be true. Could be. I mean, who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, I saw some news story about some maniac stabbing people in Germany today. And uh, that, you know, say what you will. I don't know if he's a terrorist or just like a, a maniac. I saw one report that was like, this guy's mentally ill and crazy. And then a little bit lower, it said like, also he was screaming a- Allah Akbar or Allahu Akbar and uh, something else. And it's like, okay, well, that kind of, you know, pegs him. But then they were like, well, we don't know if he actually said it. And it's like, okay, well, whatever. Point is, uh, you can't have people sprinting around with knives on a train. Uh, But I I don't know if that's an argument in favor of... Because, like, I try and understand the people who are against guns and their argument of, you know, if people had to use knives these devastating mass killings wouldn't be as devastating. Uh, and, I mean, that's proven here that this dude, he, like, was on a train, very crowded, pulled out a knife, stabbed one dude to death, stabbed three more people, and uh, I think all three of those guys are in critical condition or something. But he he could potentially have killed four people, but regardless, like, you throw the, a gun in that guy's hand and, uh, you know, he could have killed at least four. Maybe. Then again, you know, guns are one of those things that, People think they know how to use them until the time comes. You know, you, you think, if you don't have any experience with guns, you might think, yeah, you hand me a gun, I'll figure it out right quick. I'll just, you know, I've seen it done in the movies enough, slam the clip in there, you slide it back, bada bing, bada boom, good to fire off a few, you know, point it at that guy, boom, right through his eye socket, sweet. Like, in all honesty, like, you po- put a handgun in the hand of that guy who has no gun experience, I assume... He might only get the same number of people killed, you know? He's not going to be accurate. He's going to be hitting thighs and, you know, arms and shit. Like, I guess your thigh can be bad if it hits that artery. But anywhere, you don't want to get shot anywhere, to be fair. Um, (laughs) but if you are going to get shot, thighs probably not too bad. Maybe like the calf. Calf would be a good place to get shot, um... Yeah, but I I understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, a lot of people who think that guns, a lot of people who don't have experience with guns assume that guns are just like a ray, a magic ray of death, you know, where you just, uh, you know, the sound guns make, right? (laughs) Uh, But like a secret ray of death that you could just point in someone's general direction and fire. Like, that's especially common with idiots and shotguns who think that you could just kind of throw it to the side and shoot. Uh, Bill Burr did like that in his stand-up, but that's obviously stand-up comedy. Like, there was never a guy in a gun shop who was telling him, yeah, it's got a good spread, you just point it over here and pull the trigger and you're good to go. Like, that's that would never happen. That's not real. Um, but I guess if you're someone who doesn't know anything about guns, you might think, oh, okay, yeah, so even the guy who knows about guns knows that this thing is a fucking you know, blunderbuss hand cannon. Blunderbuss, you know what that is? That is a kind of shotgun of sorts used by pirates in the 16th and 17th, no, in the 17th and 18th centuries. Uh, And they would just fill it with like nails and shards of shit and glass and just fire it at other pirates, you know? I I, I know that because I watched this show called Deadliest Warrior and they tested the blunderbuss. It was like the pirate versus the ninja or something and the pirate shot him right in his ninja face. I could have told you from the beginning he was going to win that one. Oh, Have you guys ever watched that show? I don't know why that popped up in my head out of nowhere, but I used to think it was so cool, you know, they would take... So basically the premise of the show, and it is a stupid show, but it would be a bunch of pseudoscientists with dumb software basically being like, this is Terry and Steve, our resident warrior experts. Terry's our ballistics guy, and Steve handles the lab or whatever the fuck they said they'd be like today we're gonna find out who would win a spartan and then it's like some guy who's 30 pounds overweight poorly dressed in plastic spartan armor like there's a highway in the background it's just bad shot and he's standing there you know or the samurai and then the samurai comes out and it's a guy who's not even asian standing there and what looks like you got it at hobby lobby you know just looks like shit, and then it pans back. Not pans back, does like a starburst, star swipe, shitty animation back to the dude standing there. And then they bring in like the resident fucking experts where that take it so seriously. So the way it works is like Steve and Tony, whatever their fucking names are, they're the arbiters of this shit. And they're making like the samurai and the 300 guy fight. But they can't just do that. They gotta bring in like three guys who know a ton About the ancient Spartans and one guy who just so happens to be like, like a 46 year old man and his, his, uh, fucking career title is like Spartan arms expert or something like how the fuck, what what did you major in dude? What the fuck? What, what, what? How is that a career path? What, who pays you? What do you do? Um, I don't know, but they, that guy will come out, and then the samurai will send someone, and it'll be like one super old guy who's a samurai story, and another guy who's kind of like a bitch, like snarky bitch about it, and then a the final guy who's like a trained samurai, and he's also another one of these dudes who like his career is being an outdated warrior from, you know, hundreds of years ago, uh, and then they, they like, they talk shit the whole time, and I don't know why I'm talking about this while like it's in the present, uh, this show was canceled years ago, <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about this for, anyway, I'm in too deep. Uh, so basically, the whole show is like these three samurai guys and these three Spartan wannabes, you know, just bickering back and forth. And they have little contests where they'll be like uh, Tony and Steve, or now we're going to test the main weapons of both Ba-da-da-da-da. the Hoplite. The Hoplite Sarasa spear. And it's just that dude standing there with, like, holding something that's clearly, like, a pool scraper with. Uh, like a cardboard uh, toilet paper tube on the end, and then they cut real back, real quickly back to the show because they don't want you to start putting the pieces together, being like, "God, that guy's, you know, that guy's holding a pizza box. That's not a shield." <laughs> and then they cut over. They they have they test the sarissa or whatever the the fucking spear, and uh, they they just hang up a dead pig, and they give the spear to the fucking uh, Spartan like main warrior guy, and they go. They put a bunch of sensors on it and then explain a bunch of nonsense about how you're going to be able to tell realistically from this 42-year-old man's hobby and this fucking pool cleaning apparatus what an actual Spartan who trained his entire life under pain of death would be able to produce. And so he thrusts it in there and every time, every time in this show, it could be, you know, a a cudgel from some barbarian warrior smashing the head of a pig, you know, or it could be A spear gently slicing through the side of, like, a pig thigh. Really just kind of looks like a surgical incision, not, like, really intense. And those two fuckers, Tony and Steve, scream. Scream like they found out they won the lottery every time. Oh, my God. The more I'm reminiscing, the more I'm realizing why this show sucked. Um, But anyway, so that guy spears a pig, and the samurai guy will be like, that is a very beachy weapon. For someone who exposes a strength. And then uh, the Spartan guy will be like, uh, ah, I don't even have a Spartan accent because I don't know what they talk like. But, you know, fuck you, Asian guy. Spartans would totally beat samurai. And then they bicker a little bit and then the samurai will come out with his sword and he'll like slice the pig clean in half. And then Stephen and Tony will just, oh, world star, like screaming, freaking the fuck out about it uh, and then, of course, they move on to the next weapons, and it's almost like, they obviously set it up like a playoff series, you know, it's like the NBA playoffs, you know, they rig it to make sure it goes as many games as possible, you know, they make the first game, so that the samurai has a big strength in the samurai sword, they make the second game, Spartans got an advantage with that shield, that they got that game three back in the samurai's house, with their ranged throwing stars, then you bring game four back home, Right to the Pantheon, and those guys show you off their uh, whatever fucking short swords, gladiuses they were using. Probably not a gladius, because a gladius that's that's Latin, right? Or not, the gladius is just the Latin name for the short sword. Greeks were doing that way before the Romans. The Romans, Romans really took a lot from the Greeks. They didn't even make up their own gods, which is so fucking lazy, so lazy. Like, granted, Christianity kind of ganked some stuff from, you know, ancient Egyptian religions and Mesopotamian religions. Islam stole a bunch of stuff from other religions. It's all kind of a melting pot and pick and choose from from all the fables of the world. Like, when you really think about it, like, there's only so many good fables out there and so many good, like, parables that'll teach you lessons that there's going to be some overlap, you know? The dude who's writing the Quran is going to look over at the Bible and be like, God damn it, like, they got a real good parable right there about, you know, Job sacrificing his whole life and then he gets repaid double, which, uh, you know, repaid double but your kids are still dead, so, you know, six of one, half dozen of another to God. He doesn't give a fuck. Uh, To him, people are just like possessions. But, anyway. um, I'm trying to think of more Bible stories to bring up on PKA. Do you guys have any good ones? Any good suggestions? I know that I got the Job one wrong a little bit when I forgot to mention that he he does get repaid double at the end, but he gets repaid double monetarily. You know, those those people who died, he doesn't get them back, so I never even considered that like recompense, you know? That's like if Paris Hilton drunk drove into my entire family magically, killed them all, and then goes to me and is like, ah you know, but I will repay you twice-fold, you know, here's $20 million, I'll be like, oh, I, I'm not gonna be like, oh, thank you, God, oh, b- what blessings upon me, like, no, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck, like, no, I'm not taking your 20000000 million, I'm gonna send you to jail, you're going to jail, fuck off, um, like, that, that that's what would happen, um, I would take the $20 million, though, but I would still want to make her go to jail, you know, would you guys take it, if, if, like, if a billionaire, by accident, you know, your, your younger sister, younger brother, whatever, they're, they're at a sports game and your whole family's there. And you know, who, who's a really famous douchebag? Who's a really famous asshole? I'm trying to think someone who would do something like this. Um, God, my celebrity knowledge is piss poor. I'll just say, uh, I'll just say Paris Hilton again. Cause th- I can't think of anybody else, uh, Paris Hilton, or maybe someone like, uh, like one of those, no, that's a bad example. Shouldn't say. Uh, so Paris Hilton, she her private jet crashes down in the soccer field. Fucking kills everyone there. You arrive to the game late, you know. So you pull up to see the smoldering ashes and the remainder of a once very mediocre soccer team, uh, <laughs> and all the parents who got dragged there. And. You know, it's all just death and destruction. And you see out of the rub- the, the wreckage, you know, the, the, the pilot of Paris Hilton's plane, he's crawling out, and so you sprint over. He's going, uh, 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 Help me! Help! Help, help me! And, I, and you're running over there trying to help him, and then you, you pull him by the arms out of the rubble, but what you didn't know is that his legs had already been torn off, and so you pull him out like a ruined doll, and he just immediately, all the guts spill out, and he's dead. You're traumatized. You feel horrible. Uh you look in the back though and you see Paris Hilton, you know, she's she's trying to climb out and it looks like she's okay. You reach in, you pull her out, you know, cuz you're still a good guy. And she goes she gives you that like Paris Hilton voice of like I'm so sorry for all of this and this is not rad and this is not hot and I'm going to pay you for this. Like don't even sweat. Like you would you'd take the money, but you'd still I'd use at least a quarter of the money to pay an assassin to kill the person, you know? That's probably, that's the smart way to do it. That's the smart way to do it. Like, that's something I'm, I'm, I am very, very strong opinions about as far as murder for hire and assassins is, you know, it's better to buy once and know you're getting the good price than to buy, you know, uh, Billy best for your buck who ends up fucking up his shot and hitting some old lady in the temple, you know? You always splurge when it comes to an assassin. A good assassin wouldn't charge anything less than 30000 40000 Trust me. Um, <laughs> probably not, though. Probably not. Actually, no, that can't be true. I feel like I've seen plenty of news stories where they've been like, oh, and Mrs. Smith paid, you know, Jack Thompson uh, $10,000, $12,000 to kill her husband. So, but then again, they got caught. That's a horrible example, Taylor, because they got caught. And so that clearly wasn't a good assassin or he was an assassin who was kind of like having career changes where he's like, all right, just going to be an assassin for a couple more years, you know, really take advantage of my 401k and my health savings plan. And then I'm going to transition into the private sector and banking or something. Uh, you know, a common serial killer sociopath career path straight from assassin, uh, into banking and finance. So, <laughs> um, um, Anywho, anywho, what the fuck have I been talking about? I, I haven't, God, I read one thing off my list, the playoffs and I guess the games we went to, but good Lord, I've just been rambling for a while. Um, Still, still not sleeping very well. Does anybody have like remedies for that? I've tried melatonin, I've tried tea, I've tried uh, like depriving myself of sleep for a day to where like if I'm really tired, or if I'm like just not that tired one night, I'll just be like, okay, I can do this. I don't have as much to do tomorrow. I'll pull an all-nighter and then tomorrow by about 9:30 I'll just be dead. And then the next day at 9:30 comes and it's like, fuck, I'm still not that tired. Like I'm kind of awake. I'm horrible. I'm a horrible sleeper. I feel feel bad for Melissa sometimes cuz I just I'm always thrashing and moving around and Takes me fucking forever to fall asleep, tossing and turning for hours every night. Or at least it seems like that. And usually, when I get up to check the clock, it confirms my super my not superstitions, uh, my presupposition as to my sleeping status. So, um, anywho, let's get on to a couple questions. You guys okay with that? Is that good? Is that good for you? Um, let's see. All right. Hey Marco, so I'm a football fan in the UK and I've been trying to learn more about hockey since you started talking about it. Although it's not the normal type of question you answer, can you go over what teams what teams what in rough hold on. Although it's not the normal type of questions you answer, can you go over what teams what in rough detail? what teams, I need to keep reading this, I'm a little confused, sorry man, maybe this is me, Uh, I realize this would take forever, but like in football, I'm sure there are just awful teams and ones that just bought their way to success, uh, plus some oil money or some shit, and the, oh, okay, so what team is known for doing what in, okay, okay, I kind of understand, Um, PS, I realize I could just google this sort of stuff, but it's way more interesting and funny coming from you, Um, first of all, Thank you for the question that's hockey-related. And second, um, I'm, I'm so excited that so many of you guys are watching the games now. Most of you really still don't give a fuck, and that's fine. Understandable. Um, but I really like when new people get into the sport, and it's, it's exciting, a lot of fun, and hopefully enjoy it. Even I still watch every year, even though my team is arguably the most stress-inducing, frustrating team to watch in North America. You know, you could say, I've had talks with people where they've been like, well, you could be a fan of the fucking Cleveland Browns, you know, where they're just terrible every year and never have a shot. And it's like, yeah, I would prefer that. I'd prefer that my team be kind of terrible all year than to be good every year, make it to the playoffs, and never make anything of it. Because at least with the Browns, your hopes are never up. There's nothing to dash. There's no giant, you know, monolithic... Hope structure to be torn down every year and stuffed down your throat as they go, ha ha, you thought it would be different this year, you fucking idiot. Ha ha. You had no idea. Ha ho, what team did you think we were? We're still the St. Louis Blues. Eat shit. We're not going to the Stanley Cup. Fuck off. Keep paying hundreds of dollars to watch our games. Um ugh. Anyway, yeah, so I'm a little upset. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. So many of you don't care, and it's it's thoughtless of me to talk about it that much. But uh, I'm I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> so uh, let's think. So what team is known for what? So you got the original six, the original six teams in the NHL. You got Montreal. You got Toronto. The Montreal Canadiens, uh, based out of Montreal, and the Toronto Maple Leafs out of Toronto. The yeah okay. I, when I'm saying it silly like that, it's hard for me to keep track, and it's always hard for me to say these in the like in order because I'm always forgetting which one I didn't say. Anyway, is that fucking interesting? Why would you even, why would you qualify this statement with that? You fucking idiot. Um, Toronto, Montreal, Boston, Chicago, Detroit, um, New York. There you go. There's the original six. Um, basically, they had their first expansion. Uh, so those are the original six. Those are the only teams that existed. Aside, are the only current teams that still exists that existed back then uh and in 1967 they had the first expansion and they added uh I don't think I can name all of these expansion teams they added um St. Louis, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, um Washington uh maybe no Buffalo wasn't until the 70s uh no it may not have even been Washington maybe not let me see I'm going to look this up real quick sorry guys uh NHL first expansion. Okay. So that happened from 67 to 68 and da, da, da. you got the Los Angeles Kings, the Minnesota North Stars, which became the Dallas Stars, uh the Philadelphia Flyers, Pittsburgh Penguins, St. Louis Blues. Okay. Uh so you got all those teams added and the way they did it is they had the six original teams in one conference. And the six new teams in another conference. And so basically, the winner of both of those conferences would play in the Stanley Cup. So, for the first three years of the Blues' existence, they were the best team of the expansion teams by far. So, they were beating the shit out of all the out of, you know, LA, Minnesota, Philly, Pittsburgh. But, the, and they made it to the Stanley Cup every time in those three years. But they didn't win a single Stanley Cup playoff game because they were playing teams that had been around for years and years and years. So, it was kind of just like, if I'm being like 100% honest, Stanley Cups before like 1970, 19, even like early 70s, I really don't think count for shit. Um, honestly, until I, cups of the current cap era are the most meaningful. So, in other words, Chicago, as much as it pains me to say it, is I think a more impressive dynasty than the Oilers uh, or the Islanders. Even though the Islanders and the Oilers won more in the same amount of time, they were not playing teams on the caliber of, you know, Chicago. Chicago was getting by teams like St. Louis, um, Washington, L.A. Like, they're beating solid teams every time they made it to the Cup. So I think they are, you know, the best best modern dynasty, you know. I I won't say of all time or anything because I don't want to piss anybody off. All time, I guess I would still give it to the Oilers with Gretzky, but... Uh, if you look at it honestly, if you if you look at the Oilers with Gretzky, and you think that team would get anything but annihilated by this year's Stars, this year's Hawks, this year's Blues, this year's Caps, then you are wildly mistaken. All of those teams from when Gretzky was, you know, the the Grand Poobah, you know, I guess that was the '80s, but still in uh, '90s he was good. But uh, they would all get fucking blown out blown out wouldn't even be a contest Gretzky would get defense is too good now players have gotten so much better the equipment has gotten better like the training has gotten better the goaltenders have gotten that's the biggest difference Gretzky would struggle his tits off to score on these new goaltenders um not struggle his tits off I'm sure he'd still be one of the best scorers in the game but he wouldn't have scored you know he probably would have scored two-thirds as much as he did um Anyway, so reputations for the team. Sorry, got off on a little bit of a, a winding thing there. But I'm talking about hockey, and that was your question. So, hey, there we go. Um, reputations. So, uh, big rivalries, first of all. Uh, Montreal and Boston is a huge rivalry. Uh, you got the California rivalries over there with uh, San Jose, Anaheim, and L.A. They don't like each other at all. Uh, you got some more Canadian rivalries. You got, the I think, the battle for Alberta. It's Calgary and Edmonton. They're both in Alberta, right? Um then in the Midwest, biggest rivalry as of now is Saint Louis ver and Chicago. Um you know, it Detroit used to be rivals with a lot of people in the West, but they were moved to the Eastern Conference and so they no longer have those rivalries. Uh as far as just basic reputations, um a team like the Chicago Blackhawks, known for being uh, not a physical team at all, not going to be getting in fights or getting, you know, laying huge heavy hits for the most part. Uh, they're very skill driven, very speed driven, which I like a lot. It's fun to watch. Uh, the blues conversely are a very big, heavy hitting team that, uh, I, I'm, it's, I, it's easy for me cause I, it's my team for me to overlook some of the dirty shit that the blues will do sometimes, but every team does dirty shit. I'm not saying the blues are worse, but, um, the blues have the ability to be worse because our players are on average just bigger. We have a lot of big guys uh and that and they lay heavy hits and I mean you know when you have a guy like Ryan Reeves, our enforcer, you know nobody really wants to fuck with you anyway because he doesn't lose fights uh he just beats the shit out of people, which he did against Dallas or he tried to, and the guy kind of just turtled up and uh and didn't which I don't blame him you know that guy didn't want to get his jaw broken in the fucking playoffs got off a dumb fight decision but um yeah, so fuck was I talking about there? Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, Blues, known for being very physical, very defensively sound team. Our offense is not exceptional. Vladimir Tarasenko is our only superstar, um, but we rely heavily on defense. Um, Dallas, conversely, we're playing them right now. They have not good goaltending, not good defense, stellar offense. But uh, it's getting risky because for the first time this season, Kari Letton and their goaltender is playing just lights out great, which fucking sucks, because that is likely uh, going to be the reason that we lose the next game. I'm not saying we will 100%, I'm just saying gut feeling, and just based on uh, the fact that it's, this, is our, this is our second consecutive Game 7, I'm not thinking that we make it out of this. I really hope we do, that would be fucking sweet, I would be so happy, but I don't think so. Dallas is a very solid team. Um, you know, Washington... They are known for stellar offense and stellar defense and stellar goaltending this year, but I mean they kind of just shit the bed by getting paired up against Pittsburgh, who's the hottest team in the NHL right now. Um, anyway, I gotta stop talking about this because you guys don't care. But just Google it, look it around. Um, like Woody says, he still thinks Philly is known for being a bruiser team. Not true. Um, you gotta you gotta look around. Teams change all the time. All the time. The blues are always pretty physical, though, and tend to be very defensively focused. Uh, which is, is good, but we need to fucking score some more. Good God. Uh, Alright. Best friend's girlfriend wants to fuck me. Anonymity is appreciated. Well, you didn't tell me your name, so and your username gives away no details. So there we go. Uh, so here's the story. I am an 18-year-old high school student. I've gone to this school for a year now, just started the second one. In my class, I have a girl that isn't what people would call super hot, just kind of cute, like Pam from The Office. That's fine. That's, I think Pam's attractive. Uh, we've been in the same class for a year, and she has an older boyfriend through the first year of school. She has always been kind of flirty with me, always hugging me, and I'd often catch her staring at me in class. I don't think much of it, considering she has a boyfriend. Oh, I, I didn't think much of it, considering she had a boyfriend. Well, right after summer was over, broke up with him. Now now that she was... God, it is, I'm wearing my glasses right now, and I need to move closer to the screen. It is so... God, my eyes are terrible. I need to make this text bigger. How about that? Oh, my God. I, I'm reading, like... Have you ever seen an old person's phone when they're texting, and it's like, oh, my God, like, you can't even write three words in a line? That's what I feel like I'm doing right now. Um, I need to fix these glasses. Now that she was my single interest in her... Now that she was single, my interest in her increased. Uh, I started flirting more back, and we became closer. She seemed like she was really keen on getting together with me. But after just a couple of weeks, she suddenly, out of nowhere, got in a relationship with one of my best friends. It came as a shock to everyone, because they had almost never talked or hung out together. Despite being in a new relationship, she still always hugs me, and when we sit together in class, she often lays her head on my shoulder and kisses me on the cheek and necks. On on the neck and cheeks. (laughs) The cheek and necks. Uh, uh, she is a girl who seems to be in constant need of being in a relationship um, before she was together with this older guy I mentioned earlier she had just come out of a relationship with another guy I really like her but this thing has got me very confused and wanted to get your two cents on this whole situation thanks a lot um, yeah dude that's that's really not uncommon for a lot of girls to be serial monogamists where they uh, or I guess this girl is not a serial monogamist at all she just is constantly wanting someone to have committed to her so uh, yeah, you need to be telling your fucking friend if she's sitting in class kissing your cheek and neck, what? What? What's? I don't understand. What kind of class are you in? How? How is this allowed? How is the teacher not like, hey, we're doing fucking fractions here. Get your tongue out of his neck. Get, get that. Stop nibbling on that ear. We're doing fucking long division or whatever. Um, no, that's that's nonsense. What the fuck? Um, that's you can't be doing that to your friend. That's shitty of you. For you to allow this to happen, this is shitty of you to do that. You can't let that continue. And you can't be flirting back if you care about this friend. If you actually care about this friend, you're going to tell him exactly what happened. Hey, you know that girl that you just started dating that had just stopped dating six other dudes? You know, who has uh, clearly a problem with commitment or her father... You know, that's probably a possibility. How about, uh, you, you, you break up with her? Cause she's kissing me on the neck. She's like rubbing my, my crotch in, 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 class. Really uncomfortable. I'm just trying to learn here, you know, trying to improve myself, get this AP class so I can save some money on college. And she's rubbing my cock all goddamn period. Uh, just, just tell them, dude, if you don't, that would be a real, a real shit move and an oversight by you as a friend. Um, this girl also, you want to avoid this girl. This girl is trouble. Um, she is young enough and foolish enough that she's just bouncing back and forth between all these relationships and it's only a matter of time until one of them blows up and you don't want to be the one who gets caught holding that grenade you know you think of it like you're playing hot potato all of these relationships ended for a reason i would assume that they ended because this chick really is just kind of a the the kind of girl who will be in a relationship with you and act like everything's cool. And then out of fucking nowhere, it turns out that she's been like scouting out new prospects in the minor leagues for a while. And suddenly you're cut from the team and she immediately is with another prospect, you know, immediately pulls him up to the major leagues. And you're just down here. Like what the fuck? I was batting 500, you know, that's silly. Uh, But that's what she is doing. Uh, She's not confident enough in herself to be single, so she always needs validation from someone. So she can never afford to be totally single. Otherwise, she panics and she needs that validation. Um, On the bright side, though, it does seem like if she's the kind of girl who needs that much validation, she's going to be putting out quite a bit. Uh, (laughs) But that's not the way to look at it. The way to look at it, it, and it wouldn't be worth it because she's probably really obnoxious. Um, You you, want to avoid this girl. It's bad news. Trust me. All right. Uh oh, and by the way, uh the title of best friend's girlfriend wants to fuck me. She doesn't want to fuck you. She wants to fuck your friend and still have you there to listen to her horse shit when she's not getting exactly what she wants in the form of validation from that dude. So look out for that. Okay. Uh do not read this question on the show. Okay. Wow. Thank you for making that so bold. Um all right, I'm the 13-year-old who watches these very inappropriate podcasts. <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, anyways, as I said, I am homeschooled, and I just wanted, and I want to stay this way. But my dad doesn't want me to stay homeschooled. He wants me to go to a public school for high school because he wants me to experience high school. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I couldn't care less about this experience. My dad had a blast and a whole lot of friends. I don't have a lot of real-life friends because not everyone I know likes the stuff I'm into, so I can't relate, and neither can they. That is why I play with people I know over the Internet, because they like the same things. I want to homeschool because I have a plan. If I stay homeschooled, I will graduate high school at 16 and then go to college for graphic design and get an easy start. And when everyone else is starting college, I will be finishing. Should I do what my dad said, or should I just do me? I want to make my dad happy, but I also want to make myself happy. I'm really in need of advice, and if you read another one, how about I... Wait. Wait. And if you read the other one about how. Okay, I don't. If you read the other one about how you couldn't find your stream, sorry, because I found it. Okay. Not sure what you're talking about at the end there. But, um. uh, This is something that I, I totally, totally, totally understand how you feel. Um, 13 is a really shit time to be a guy. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm sure it's, it sucks and it's difficult to be a girl that time, but I know from experience that it sucks to be a guy. Um, I'm just going to identify as a woman real quick here. Okay. All right. Now I can speak for experience. It's not as hard being a woman when you're 13. It's harder being a man. See how I did that? Easy. Uh, <laughs> um, now I'm back to being a man, by the way. Uh, I, I switch all the time. I'm really fucking gender fluid. Uh, in other words, n- no commitment. Um, and that's not what this is about though. Sorry, man. Uh, 13 is a shitty time to be a dude. You don't have any confidence, for the most part. Anybody who does seem like they have confidence, they are just someone who really figured it out early that uh, the meaning of fake it till you make it, or they were just blessed by, you know, being the really athletic guy right off the start, the really attractive guy, the really whatever guy, uh, or just a girl who, you know, is already attractive, whatever. Um, If you would have asked a 13-year-old version of me, and I was in the middle of dealing with the shit I dealt with in eighth grade and ninth grade. Not saying that, like, I'd walk into school and people were just bullying me willy-nilly. Like, it was very normal bullying. Uh, not like I was being singled out. It was like, everybody gets bullied. Like, I, I, even then, I was never under the impression of like, oh my god, why am I the only one that gets made fun of? It's like, I would notice. Like, oh wow, that kid's getting it fucking bad. Or, ah, yeah, I'm getting ripped on, whatever. That's just the way it was. And if you would have given me the option and said, hey, 13-year-old you, do you want to be homeschooled so you don't have to go back there? I mean, you don't really like those kids anyway. Fuck them. Fuck them. Do what you want here. You know, I would have said, yeah. Oh, man, that would be sweet. I would love to do that. Uh, And one of my biggest rationales at the time would have also been not waking up for school, not going in. uh, Yes, sign me up. Um, But looking back, that would have been the biggest mistake of my life had I been offered that. Um, going to high school and that, quote, experience, I know you don't care about it now, but that experience is formative. That's a formative experience, learning to speak with other people, learning to converse, learning to socialize, learning proper social cues. Uh, that's where those things are kind of forged, you know, high school. And that's why, in a way, bullying is kind of a good thing. I know you can't really say that, but bullying is, is you learn to overcome adversity. You learn that, ah, someone's mean to me. Someone's, you know, hacking at my knees trying to take me down. I got to learn to combat this. I got to learn that, hey, you know, when you go into the real world and someone's not, you know, handling you with kid gloves, you need to be able to handle that adversity. Um, additionally, just missing out on the whole high school experience and being homeschooled, that's almost a guarantee that you're going to like have more struggles socially than... Anyone else your age because you're not having that contact, and the fact that you're just involved with people over the internet means that uh, you're not going to be as active outside, be involved in, in any sports, things like that. Um, this is something that I would I would sis- sincerely advise against. Um, you are going to be so happy, so much fucking happier uh, when you just endure. You know the initial shit. You're not going to like it. Maybe you'll get bullied. Whatever. Who cares? Let it roll right off your back. Just take it, you know? That's how it goes. You know, there there's a reason that kids that get bullied a lot tend to make a big scene about it. Because the reason that bullies are bullying is to get a reaction. They want to get something from you. They want to feel better like they pulled something out of you, you know? If you don't react and just kind of be like, oh, a good one, like or whatever. like I'm not saying they punch you in the face and you go, thank you, sir, may I have another. I'm saying they say, hey, faggot. You just kind of go, eh, oh, you know, it takes one to know one. Or, don't say that because that was an old insult or come back uh, when I was a kid and probably when my parents were kids. Um, but in all seriousness, dude, you need to be going to high school. You will be so thankful you did. You're going to, because this is what's going to happen if... And I don't know you. This I'm saying this is what would have happened if I had done this. If I had not gone to school and been homeschooled, I would have never come out of my shell to the extent that I have. I would have, you know, never... Even started the whole YouTube joking around thing. Like, not to say that's like, wow, what an incentive to go to school, Taylor. You mean I can have mild success and be vaguely, you know, known to a small niche group of people on the internet if I go to high school? Wow, Taylor, you're blowing my fucking mind here. Um, no, but th- experiences with girls, for example. That's one that I know you care about because you're 13. Um, you're not going to get laid as much. You're not, it, it, it will be hard for you to fuck at all. If you are homeschooled and you go to college at 16, um, you do not want that. You do not want that. You, you are rushing your way into growing up and you don't want to do that. you I guarantee if you did go through with this plan, you're going to look back on life as a 20 year old and be like, I have my degree, but fuck. I missed my child. I missed this whole time. I, I This was my one time in my life to have the chance to just hang out and chill with people my age, have casual sex, do whatever the fuck you want, and it's fine. Like, you have to be safe, obviously. Don't be dumb. But that's your one chance to have all that fun. And you missed it. You missed it because you had to be a little bit faster to working every day for the rest of your life. That... I know it from your perspective right now, you're thinking, you know, Taylor doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, I don't want to go to school. Trust me. It is for the best that you fucking go to school. It will, You will be so thankful. In five years, if I'm still doing this, then you will write back and be saying... Hey Taylor, you were a hundred percent right about me staying in high school. I've made so many friends. I feel so much better socially. I'm more in shape because I'm I'm working out or I'm af- doing athletics. Or that's not even the priority. Maybe you don't get in a six pack and in better shape. Who fucking cares? You you have friends. You know I'm I've got a girlfriend. I'm banging her. It's awesome. Like that's what I want for you, man. And you can't get that if you're homeschooled. That's going to totally retard uh, your your social development in that way. And uh, well, I, once again fucking armchair expert here don't know anything you know other than my personal experience but the fact that you listen to this and enjoy it makes me think that you have to be at least a little similar to me and i would have that would have been the biggest mistake of my life i'm sorry i keep drilling that home i'm just really hoping really hoping that you take that to heart because that will that is yeah you're going to regret that more than anything if you're in your life if you do decide to not go to high school um hi taylor Love the podcast and your work on PKA. Oh, thanks. Am I an asshole? I have this friend who I want to cut out of my life. I want to cut her out because she makes shitty, unfunny jokes and has a knack for making jokes around people's biggest insecurities, and I have very little interest in being friends. Uh, I just stop talking to her unless she speaks to me and don't fake laugh at her jokes anymore. The problem is she's always around with my two friends who I still want to be friends with, so I don't know how to properly cut her out and remain friends with those two. So am I the asshole for doing what I've done, and how should I approach the situation in the future? Um, no, it, I don't think you're an asshole at all. There's some, here's something that, that I've, I've heard from people is people who think that the phrase like cutting someone out of your life is really harsh and that for some reason you need to basically have like, allow them to present a laundry list of excuses as to why you shouldn't cut them out of your life. But really it's like cutting someone out of your life doesn't have to be over a big thing. It doesn't have to be at all you know, like, it it could be that, oh, wow, you know, I just found out that Timmy is a meth addict, and he was supposed to be coming over this weekend, um, I'm still gonna let him come over this weekend, because I invited him, but, uh, yeah, after that, he's cut out of my life, we're fucking done, I'm not hanging out with, with, uh, you know, anybody who's smoking meth, that's not good for me, um, doesn't have to be like that, it could be something just like, God, this person just fucking bothers me. Just fucking... They just irritate you and put you in a bad state of mind. Something about their demeanor or their aura. uh, Not aura as in like some mystical energy man. Aura as in like the the vibes that they're putting out. Like if they're the kind of person who's really high strung and just being around them causes you to get stressed. Or if they're the kind of person who who talks really loud and you always feel just like screaming shut up. Like I can hear you. Um, Little things like that. That's all it takes to cut someone out of your life. Nobody has the right to be in your life. You don't have to let anybody in that you don't want to, you know? That's a, that's a you know, double-edged sword, though, because you don't want to go too crazy with the band hammer or suddenly everyone's going to know that you're the problem, you know? If you're always the victim, then you're probably the problem. Uh, I could have said that so much better. If you're always the victim, then you're likely the problem. I think Woody said that at some point, and I think someone else said that long time before that. Uh, but regardless, it's a quote that's made a lot of sense to me, you know? If... You're in a work environment. Like if say I go to work, and I sexually harass, or or no, God damn it! I set it up wrong. Okay, let's say I'm I'm at work and I have you know, I do something and it, a girl uh, says like, "Oh my God!" Like you know, "Oh, we need to go have sex or whatever," uh, you know, as 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 does happen all the time. Um, and I go, Oh no, thanks. And I go report her for sexual harassment, you know, and then she gets fired and I feel so, co- so uncomfortable that I quit and started a new company. And then that happens again. And I'm just in the waiting, you know, in the, in the break room and some chick comes up and she's like, Oh man, I just want to bang Taylor. You're so hot. Like, I love, I love that you work here now. Uh, I heard that you quit your last job cause you were just getting so much puss there. And I'm like, Oh, that's so disgusting. Like I, I'm so much better than this. I'm, I'm, I'm reporting you. And then she gets fired too. At some point, we're going to have to admit that it's not just them being perverts and I should be wearing pants to work, you know? Like, if you're always the victim, then you're probably part of the problem. um, Or maybe not, or you could just have shit luck, you know? Like, there's quite a few million Jews that, that you know, were not part of the problem uh, a few decades ago, or how many decades ago now? That's crazy. That's going to be crazy when World War II is at its 100-year anniversary. That is going to be crazy. I guess we're still waiting on World War One, so why, why, why get ahead of yourself, Taylor? Um, I don't know. I, I, I saw the new Battlefield trailer, and I'm excited for the whole World War One thing. Uh, so much more than World War Two. Not because I think it's like a cooler war or anything. Like the the big tanks and everything in World War Two is obviously I think cooler, but like, it's just you, you don't. It's not fair to World War One, that World War Two happened so soon after. Like, World War One didn't get time for all the veterans of World War One to have a couple decades of, like, glory, of, like, wow, that guy's a fucking hero. Like, those guys immediately, like, came home, dealt with the Great Depression, uh, and then, you know, if they were still young enough, went and fought the Germans again. Um, so, yeah, it's about time we gave those World War One guys some, some credit. Like, that's... Like, give them a break. Give them a break. They, they had... T- Look up what trench foot is if you don't think that World War I is the worst war in history to have fought in. Look it up. Ugh. It basically is like your foot is so waterlogged and wet that it just necrosis basically sets in. Like your foot has been so... like You know when you take a bath? and you just, your hand's in there, and you pull it out, and you're so pruny, and you're just like, oh my goodness, like, wow, I can't believe that. Like, maybe, you know that little area around the base of your fingernails, where it's like, it looks like, like the skin is so white and puffy and soft, it's like, I feel like I could just, like, tear this off, like, a little piece right now. Um, it, that's what it is in trench foot, but just a million times more extreme. Like, people are taking their boots off and shit, and, like, all of the skin on their foot is just sloughing off. Like, that. It oh, that would have been horrible. Horrible. And on that uplifting note, um, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast this week. Uh, Be sure to write a comment about something, leave a question. Uh, You can always write to me messages, uh, write messages to me via YouTube for me to answer about this. Um, You guys have been doing a good job of not asking a ton of relationship questions recently. Uh, If you still want to write some of those, that's fine. Non-relationship related ones, that's fine too. Um, Sounds like my voice, which I kind of lost from cheering at the Blues game last night, is finally finally on its last leg, which is good because I'm just finishing up. But uh, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed again, and uh, have a great week.